Welcome to the podcast. I'm Cass, and oh my goodness, guys, I have had the most insane weekend slash week. I don't even know. So um, let me just say that it's Thursday now, so probably, oh, I hope it doesn't get crazier than this, but I have so much to share. Where do I start? I guess let me just start at the weekend. Um, my best friends, we are we all live far apart from each other. So we all travel to the same place to spend some time together. And it was going to be a really quick trip, but we definitely wanted to do it. So we decided to take this trip. We planned this months in advance. And getting closer to the trip, I kind of started to feel like, oh, like I just, I don't feel like traveling this weekend is going to be good. But I was like, there's no way in hell that I'm missing this. Like I really need some best friend time. So I leave on Friday and I get to the airport and my plane takes off and we get there and it's great. And I land in Dallas and then my flight from Dallas to Houston is getting delayed. I was supposed to land at like 3 and I don't think I ended up landing until like 7:30 or 8, something like that. And so the flight just keeps getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. At one point, we are literally in a fucking like plane line. It's I've never seen it before. And then there's like planes coming from the side and getting in front of us. And so I keep texting my friends like, I'm in the plane. I've boarded. Like, we're going to take off because the plane is starting to like move through all the little windies. And um, we get into this line and I'm like, what the hell is this? And I'm like, okay, we're like fifth in line. And then I'm like, all right, a plane just left. And then another plane just left. Another plane just left. And then I'm like, oh, wait, a plane is coming from the side and it took off before us. Like, what the fuck is going on? So... I end up feeling really, really bad because they're waiting for me and we had my friend's baby with us and, you know, being in a parked car waiting for someone at the airport with the baby, it's just like I felt really stressed out that now we're in this situation where we don't know when I am going to take off and when I am going to get there. But I make it. It's great. We go pick up some food. We hang out. We stay up until like 2 a.m talking, catching up. It's a great time and we're all happy that we've made it. So Saturday comes, we go to the place that we're going to be staying. Um, Really nice hotel and we're hanging out. We're doing all the things we wanted to do, whatever. It's great. Like I, we had such good quality time together. That's not the crazy part. But again, we stay up until like 2 a.m., And I have to be up early so that I can get to the airport early enough so that we can get breakfast and then I can get to the airport. And with all of like my food anxiety right now, it's stressful just like being in an airport for a long time because then I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to eat? Can I eat? Whatever. Um, so I end up forgetting, I didn't mention this. Let's go back. I end up forgetting my EpiPen, which is like right now kind of like my security blanket because God forbid, I am allergic to something. I do have a reaction. At least I have my EpiPen, right? Well, I don't. That's not the case anymore because I forgot it. 
And I'm telling myself, you know, you're not allergic. This is just that stupid doctor gave you this fear and you are not allergic. Like you're going to be fine. Regardless, I don't eat. I had like, I ate my own snacks, but I didn't eat anything at the airport. So Sunday comes, I'm going to leave. So I'm like, I have to have breakfast so that at least I'm with you guys and not by myself if anything happens. And then my connecting flight is literally, my layover is like 30 minutes. Like it's going to be fast. So I get to the airport and um, they start saying the plane is too small. We'll complimentary check your bags. So I checked my bag and then I was like, that's even better because I know that it's going to be a quick layover and I don't want to have to like worry about pulling my bag. So I get there and they're like just about to shut the door. It was like out of a movie and I'm like, no, 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 wait. So I get on the plane and I'm sitting down and I'm like, okay, I'm here and I've made it and it's, it's going to be fine. Everything else I'm not worried about it because I made it onto this plane and I'm going home. So then the captain comes on and he's like, there's some bad weather and we're just going to hold off on leaving. We want to make sure that, you know, you guys' safety is most important. We want to make sure that you get there. I'm going to come back on in about 15 minutes. So we're like, okay, shit. So then the lady next to me is like, we're probably going to get delayed because the weather is really bad. Like the winds are really strong where we're going. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't handle that. But okay, I'll take a delay. Like a delay is fine. Obviously, our safety is most important. So 15 minutes go by. He comes back on. He's like, guys, the weather's deteriorating. We're going to keep watching it. But for now, we're not going to go anywhere. So I'll come back on in 30 minutes. 30 minutes goes by, we're still sitting on this plane, and he's like, all right, I really don't think we're going to be going anywhere for quite a while. If you guys want to deplane, you have that option, Um, but the weather's getting worse and worse. So some people start getting off, and I'm kind of sitting tight because I don't know what's going to happen, and then maybe five minutes later, he comes back on, and he's like, actually, everybody needs to get off the plane. So I'm like, shoot, okay, and then he says... And we time out as pilots in a couple hours. So the next crew that comes on will be the people that decide what y'all are going to do. So now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like hours of a delay. And I haven't eaten and I'm stressed, right? So I'm stressed. I'm hungry. I'm tired. Like my body is so stressed because I was like running. I was anxious. I haven't slept what am I going to eat, right? We're getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. So then our flight was supposed to leave at 4.30. They delay it to like 5.50 and then 6.15 and then 6.45 and then 6.50 and then 7. And then, and I mean, it literally was going by like minutes. It was like from 7 to like 7.15, 7.25, 7.50, like stuff like that. Like it was not a consistent pattern. So eventually they're like, okay, we're going to leave at like 7.50, I think was like the last time that they put that we were going to board. Well, then it's like 7.45 and we have not started boarding this flight. So they come on and they're like, the flight's delayed until 9.45 a.m. So now I'm like, oh my God, I am not leaving here at all tonight. And here's the thing. 
having anxiety about being in airports by myself because I've always been worried that I'm going to end up being left overnight by myself. Like, what am I going to do? Like, how do you even rest in that situation? You know, there's always so much going on on air- in airports. It's like my head is on a swivel, right? Like I'm watching my environment, scanning my environment. I'm on edge. And that's just always how it is for me. So now I'm like, oh my God, this is my worst fear. And I have already been stressed and I'm hungry and I'm tired, right? So I had already been wanting to cry. That's like a really big stress reliever for me. And I couldn't because I'm like around all of these people. And I'm like, you know what? I need to get something to eat. So I go and I find a salad and I'm like, a salad seems safe. It's fucking lettuce. Like, what's the harm? And I'm trying to eat my salad, but I'm really, really nervous I called my parents and I'm like, I'm not leaving until 945. Like, what am I supposed to do? And my parents are like, well, you can get a hotel or you can stay there. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So then I'm like, it's kind of like sinking in that like, fuck, like this is happening. You have to make a decision now. And I turn around and there's a girl sitting like directly behind me and I see that she's by herself. So I look at her and I'm like, what are you going to do? And she was like, oh, this has happened to me before. Like, I'm just going to get an Uber. I'm going to go to a Walmart since I checked my bag. And then I'm going to go to a hotel. Like, I found one that's like 80 bucks. And at this point, I'm like, can I, like, I'm just, I feel like it's better to be with somebody than to be alone. So I asked her, like, can I go with you? And she's like, yeah, for sure. I was like, I'll split the Uber with you. I'll get a room, whatever. And she's like, yeah, for sure. So I'm going with this girl. But at this point, it's like, I'm sobbing. I am scared. Like it finally, it all comes out. All the stress that I was holding in just comes out and I am crying, like hysterically crying. Like I can't breathe crying because I'm just so stressed out. And so this girl is like, probably looking at me like I'm a psychopath like honestly I wouldn't blame her she was probably like this girl's really unstable but she was nice enough to be like you can come with me but then she starts asking me oh god I hope she never hears this there's no way she'll hear this but anyway she starts asking me all these questions and I guess she wants to get to know me because now we're going to share an uber together and we're going to go to a hotel together and whatever so I'm answering her questions so then I start asking her questions And I'm also trying to text like my boyfriend, my friends, my parents, like this is the updates, like this is what I'm doing. And everybody is like, where the hell, like why the fuck are you leaving the airport? Who is this girl that you're going with? And it's starting to sink in that this is a stranger. Like what am I doing? And then I don't know if it's like my gut instinct or my anxiety, but I start to get the sense that I am not safe. This is not safe. And then I get very, very scared. And so she's asking me these questions. And this is all happening at the same time, guys. Like she's asking me questions. I'm trying to answer. I'm trying to get to know her so that I have more information in case something fucking happens. And I'm trying to text my friends. And it's sinking in that I am terrified and I do not want to leave this airport. But we've already walked outside and we're standing outside waiting for the Uber. And now I'm like, oh my God, well, it's definitely better to be with somebody outside than it is to be by myself outside. So I'm standing with this girl, the Uber hasn't come and I'm starting to tell her like, let's just stay. Maybe it's better if we just stay. And she's like, I'm not staying. Like I'm scared of getting mugged while I fall asleep. Like I'm not staying. 
And so the Uber gets there. And now I'm like, what do I do? This is life or death. I literally start to feel like this is the decision that could end my life. I'm so terrified. I'm not even being, I am being dramatic, right? But this is very scary for me. So I get in the fucking Uber and we get maybe five minutes down the road and my dad calls me and he's like, why are you in an Uber? And I just hang up on him because I can't handle that right now. And I tell the Uber, I need you to turn around. But the girl got the Uber. So then he stops. He goes like, you know, when you're going to exit a highway, there's like that space where you can kind of like sit. You're not supposed to, but you know, people kind of like stop there. He stopped in the highway or on the highway. And he's like, I will take you back, but you have to put a stop on your phone. And then the girl is like, I'm not stopping. Like, I'm not putting a stop. The Walmart is right there. Let's just go to the Walmart and then I'll make sure you get back. And I was like, no, you need to take me back. And she was like really hesitant and like resistant and like didn't want to do it. Kept telling the driver to keep going. And I was screaming at him, do not move. I need to go back to the airport because we're right here. So finally, she reluctantly puts the stop in um, the Uber So he turns around, he drops me off. He drops me off at a completely different terminal, but I'm like, whatever. I'm back in the airport at least. And I have to go through security again. So TSA throws all my food, throws my drinks, and I'm like, oh my God. But fine. I get through security. I go buy another fucking $15 salad. And I called my boyfriend and he's like, my aunt lives in Dallas. I can ask her if she can go get you. So I'm like, okay. So he calls me back. He's like, yes, she's going to go get you. And I'm like, okay. So that gives me some like relief. But then it's also like, I still have to stay here for an hour until she gets here. Right. So I'm like still very scared. And also I'm thinking about the fact that I just got into an Uber with a person that I didn't know. And then there were stuff that she started to tell me that just were not making me feel better. Like she told me she's a lawyer. She may very well be. But then I was like, what kind of law do you practice? And it was like really like she couldn't really say. And then she tells me that she's going to New Mexico um, to be with her boyfriend who she's lived with for six months and met a year ago. And I'm like, whoa, that's really impulsive. And then she tells me she met him in Guam And I was like, what were you doing in Guam? And she was like, I was being a lawyer. And I was like, what? And I'm not a lawyer. I don't know what business lawyers have in Guam. They may. But to me, I was just like, Guam is just like so weird a place. I don't know. Anyway, so I started to get really freaked out by this girl. But fine. I get back to the airport. Um, His aunt comes to get me. We go to her house. And then she's like, I have an appointment in the morning, so you'll have to get an Uber. But I'm like, that is okay because I will take an Uber in the daytime. It's fine. So I go back to the airport in the morning and my flight was supposed to leave at 945 and we didn't end up leaving until 1045. But like I said, at that point, I'm like, I will take a delay over anything. Like I'm okay with delays at this point. And... I ended up making it back. So I get to the airport, I land, and they've lost my luggage. (laughs) So 
I'm talking to the customer service person and he is confused. This man, it was like it was his first day and they didn't train him. They just threw him in that office and we're like figure it out he does not know what to tell me he does not know how anything works I'm like oh my goodness fortunately I get an email that's like hey we have this service that they'll deliver their bag your bag to you um since it's lost so I'm like okay fine so I sign up on that and then I landed it was like 11 um or it was like 11 45 I guess and I didn't get my bag until 8 30 that night. So I'm still stressed. Like I'm still in this heightened state of like stress and unease and trauma. I was, I'm fucking, I'm a mess. Okay. But finally I get my stuff and it's good. And I'm like, okay, I'm safe and I've made it and it's fine. Oh, I forgot to say. So I get to the airport and I'm like, oh my God, where is the girl that I was going to go with yesterday? She is nowhere to be found. And I'm like, oh my God. So of course my mind starts racing. Like, is she okay? Is she just at a different terminal right now? Is she getting food? Is she going to make it on the flight? Like, did she not set an alarm? You know, I'm going crazy in my head, just like thinking about all of these different things. So I end up texting her and I'm like, Hey, did you make it back? Okay. Nothing. Radio silence. I don't hear anything from this girl. And then I'm like, Oh my God. And then we're getting on the plane and finally we're like about to take off. The plane is like, you know, going through its little path. And I get a text that's like, yeah, we're just about to take off. Um, did you make it? Okay. And I was like, yes, I'm good. So glad you're here. Turn off my phone on airplane mode, right? And then I end up seeing her again in the customer service office. And she's like, good luck. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl thinks I'm crazy. She hates me. But I was really worried. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't find her. Anyway, so that is Sunday. Well, I'm like Monday or no, that is Monday. Yeah, because I didn't get back until Monday. So that's Monday. I'm not going to go to work because no. So I am trying to rest, whatever. It's fine. My bag gets in 830. I'm like, I'm not going to unpack. I don't give a shit. I just I'm glad that it's here and I can put that travel behind me. So I go to work on Tuesday. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we know where I where I work. I work in a prison. We're aware. Um, so my Tuesday is going good. And in my morning journal, I was like, I'm going to have a seamless work day. I'm manifesting, right? And it's going good. It's going great. I have a group. And groups are like we pull out like seven or eight guys at a time. We sit in an office and we just talk. We do therapy, right? Group counseling. So only three people end up coming to my group and I'm like, okay, cool. That's fine. And everybody else is like, I'm not feeling well or I'm not feeling it. Um, whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to investigate at this point. I just need to get my group done and I'll talk to whoever else I need to talk to afterwards. So we're in the group and the group is going really well. We're talking about communication styles and the difference between passive, aggressive, and assertive communication and they're engaged and it's awesome. And I'm like, yes, I'm on a roll. I'm doing really well for like all the bullshit that I just went through and it's going great. All of a sudden the light turns off and I'm like, "Mm, what's going on? And so I have a guard that's with me. Um, And he sits outside of the office and I'll call him if I need him. And so I start yelling at him. I yell his name 
and he doesn't respond. He's sleeping. And then another light shuts off and I'm like, oh shoot. So I yell his name again and he's sleeping. So I turn to the guys and I'm like, I'm sorry guys, we're going to have to end group here. I need to find out what's going on. And then he goes, get next to me and don't move. And I'm like, what is going on? So now I'm like, okay, this is like, is this serious? Like what happened? Is it not just like the picket person cut the power or what? So he puts me between himself and one of the gates to get out. And the guys start screaming and screaming and screaming that it's the picket boss. She doesn't know what she's doing. She cut the power, tell her to do a power check, all this stuff. And they're screaming so much that it's like freaking out the officer that's, you know, protecting me. And so he starts getting nervous. So because he's nervous, I'm starting to get nervous because I'm starting to get the sense that this is more serious than just she cut the power out. So I I turn around, I tell the guys, guys, calm down, like give us a second. We're trying to figure it out. Just please don't yell. And they stop yelling for a little bit, which is good. And then the officer takes out his can of gas, which is basically like a super strong pepper spray. And he takes it out and he sets it down and it's like in his hand. And then a guy starts yelling, oh, he's only got a small can of gas. There's 14 of us guys. Let's get out. So then I turn around and I see that they are actively trying to like open their cell doors. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? So... He like is talking to me and he's like, look, if anything's going to happen, they're going to hurt me, not you. Like my job is to protect you. You are going to be fine. You need to stay by me and you need to not move. He's like, don't move. Don't scream. Don't nothing. Just stay by me. And I'm like, okay. So now I'm like, okay, this is serious. Like we are stuck. So he starts like jingling the door, trying to get the picket person to try to open it and the picket the person in the picket that controls all the doors is like looking at us like, I can't do it. Like we do not have power. I can't do it. So then I look at him and I'm like, let's call someone. And he's like, okay, yeah. So he radios like emergency. We need someone. I've got an instructor. I need to get out of here. Power's out. So we know that they're on their way with the emergency keys. But at this point in time, it feels like they're taking forever. It feels like they're walking the slowest they've ever walked in their life, right? And I can see guys trying to get out. They're screaming again. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And he continues to tell me like, don't move, don't move, don't move. Well, then he puts his hand on my shoulder um, behind my back. And all the guys start screaming, don't fucking touch her, you old pervert. Don't fucking touch my counselor. Get your fucking hands off of her. And a little part of me is like, are they protecting me or what is going on? Like what? I don't know how to take it, but I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on where are these fucking emergency keys? So more time goes by, feels like an eternity. And finally they bring the emergency keys in. And of course, in a a set of like three key rings, it's the last fucking key and they get me out. So then we step out into the hallway and it is pitch black and there are like no windows there's no light so we don't know who's in this hallway we don't know what is going on we don't know what's ahead of us I just know that I need to get into my office so he turns on the flashlight and he grabs me and he's like look if anything happens you either stay by me or you run and I'm like okay so I'm already like preparing myself that someone's gonna fucking jump out or something and 
I'm going to need to like fight or run or whatever. And fortunately, we make it to my end of the hall or like to the other hall where I need to turn so that I can go to my office. And um, there's light in that building. So I'm like, oh, thank goodness. So he's like, okay, we're good. There's light. Go to your office. Lock your lock your door. Like, you're okay. And I'm like, okay. So then we get into the building and everybody's out and they can sense that something is wrong. And they're all like staring at us like, what just happened? What just happened? And he's like, oh, I just saved her life. Like, she got locked in B-pod and starts telling everybody that I'm a damsel in distress and he saved me. He wants to be the hero. Great. I let him have it, you know. And I thanked him. I was like, you know, thank you so much. I appreciate that you were there. And he's like, of course, of course. Like, my job is to protect you. I'll always protect you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. He's so dramatic. But fine. Well, then the internet goes out. So I can't do any of my notes. Nobody can do anything. So we all just go sit in the little um, break room area. And we're talking. And I'm letting them know about what happened. And it's just so crazy. They were like, that has never happened to any of us. And some of them have worked there like 20 years. And of course it happens to me. And so then I'm like, guys, this is the worst week of my fucking life. Like, oh my God. And I told them what happened at the airport. And obviously they were asking where I was because I wasn't at work on Monday. So uh, it was just a mess. So that's Tuesday. Well, Wednesday comes around. <laughs> we have to do what's called a treatment team and that is when um we all get together and discuss like a certain group of guys and one of the guys that didn't come to my group on tuesday the day before um starts saying that he's in mental distress so one of the counselors pulls him out and talks to him in the office and tries to figure out what's going on so he just starts saying that he doesn't feel safe um he feels like people are talking about hurting him. And there are like, there's a process in place for if people feel like they're being threatened. Um, but he just hadn't gone through that process yet. So she's explaining that to him. He's considering it, whatever. Today, I am getting ready to go to my group. And I get called into um, one of my coworkers' office. And she's like, you'll never guess what happened. And I'm like, What? So she says, we had a guy get a cell phone and call 911 that his life was in danger and he was being held hostage. Of course you're being held against your will. You're in prison. That's kind of the point. And it's just so creative, so creative. And now he's in a lot of trouble. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, to call 911 and be like, I'm being held hostage. Um, but it was just, that was, that was funny. And definitely not as tragic as the rest of the week. Um, but it's just been a week. Tomorrow is Friday and I'm hoping that everything is better. And that I have a good restful weekend because I need it. I haven't been able to sleep well either. I'm like trying to catch up on sleep. But anyway... I just thought I'd share that I have had a really hectic week and I hope that y'all's week is going so much more smoothly. I have to go make dinner now, so thanks for listening and I will see you guys next week.